Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. Sup, Drew. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to How College Works. So we are now, I mean, getting into our semester. And these kind of released a little late, so this is actually coming even later in the semester. Uh, but I think that's fine in talking about what we should talk about. You know, talking about talking. Uh, we kind of settled on you know, where we are in the semester and, you know, as a senior in high school, like, what is it that would be important to know? And we kind of, like, and Drew, you brought up something which I thought was really good, which was the, like, what you do, well, how you work in your senior year of high school is how you work in your freshman year of college. Yeah, so it's those, um, work habits that you're setting up senior year and even, you know, junior year, but uh, here we are, let's say I'm a, a 12th grade, um, obviously I'm looking forward to completing high school, I'm looking forward to starting college, and I'm, I, I know there's already resources out there for the application and the personal statement and, and working on those through through the year, but even looking ahead, like, what is your workflow, what is your timing, what is your commitment um, to academics and studying, and how? what type of student are you? And that, for me, carried over into first year of college. So some of those were good habits to bring over, and some of those were uh, turned out to be really bad habits that I needed to figure out what they were, right? Identify the problem, and then change for me. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, like, when you mentioned that, I thought it was really good. I, I recognized that in myself when I went to college. I don't know if I would have seen that from that perspective. And sort of until you mentioned that, that, like I'm bringing these habits in, like you say, it's your senior year, uh, you might be taking some blow-off classes because why work yourself to death, which, you know, true, you know, you don't need to kill yourself a hundred, like all, every time, all the time on classes, but, you know, I probably brought in some level of, you know, taking some classes that weren't important and that didn't take my time to do, and so I was... You know, spent a lot of time with friends, which is great. We, you know, we, I mean, our parents moved after we went to college, so I don't really see those guys so much anymore. It was good to spend time with them when I had the chance. Um, but, you know, when I went into college, you know, I was sort of thinking it was like freshman courses, first semester courses were going to be basically senior year classes in high school. And they worked. Yeah, that was that was not the case. I, for me, it was like my my decision making on when am I going to do this assignment? Uh, how critical is this assignment to me when I could be doing other you know X Y Z activities or you know sports team or whatever? Those decision making policies in my head of okay, you know this can wait. It's Friday. This can wait till Monday. It's, I know it's due Tuesday, but I'm going to do this on Monday. And Monday comes around, and you're like, well, it's 5. I can do this at 7. <laughs> you know, I'll just do it tomorrow. Like, I can still get two more hours of, you know, SpongeBob on the TV. Like, those kind of decision-making processes is what carried over to college for me, where I'm sitting in the dorm room. Mom's not there anymore. You know, academic friends, study team in high school, you know, college, uh, calculus classmates who would say, hey, look, we got to do our homework right now in calculus. I don't have that anymore first year of college. And now I'm making my own decisions off of that same rule set of, you know, that's not due till Friday. We don't meet except for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I guess I'm going to take Tuesday off. You <laughs> right. know? And, and that, that was bad decision making and looking in hindsight. I still was able to, you know, make it through those, those courses. But if I were going back, I wouldn't, 
I would like to have known, you know, how to, I, I don't know, evaluate better decisions, I guess. <laughs> how does this ring for you, Melody? Is that, I mean, you, of course, had a, you had a different trajectory than Drew and I. Yeah, well, um, I don't know that this, I mean, for me, because I actually didn't live with my parents during my senior year in high school. I lived with my friend and her parents, but I worked like about 30 hours a week. Mm. And so I didn't have the, um, I didn't really have the time. Like if it was due on Tuesday and I knew that I was working Monday night, I had to do it on, you know, Friday or Saturday or whatever. Yeah. So Did, I think I would argue that, that, yeah, I would argue that you encountered this before I did. That's all. Yeah. It's not that you didn't encounter it. It's that you were earlier than I was at, at coming to this realization, right? Probably. Um, just because, you know, like I think anybody who has a, a job in high school or whatever, whatever has had to figure out how to manage that. And I think that that actually helped me for college quite a bit because I didn't have to work except for on the weekends during college. So I had all this free time during the week and I was like, sweet, because I didn't have that before. And so I actually did okay managing. So, I mean, so in the habits that you, I mean, so Drew was talking about the habits that we kind of like develop or fall into yeah. at the end of high school or the ones that we enter in with. I mean, it, it would sound like you would might have entered in with these habits of like getting stuff done earlier. You. Yeah. You right. know, and then, well, now you have all this free time, but were you still no. sort of in this mode? I had already like developed this sort of anxiety towards getting things done as soon as possible. Um, so I was one of those who always did their work first and like, well, if I do it now, then I can have all afternoon to go mm -hmm. do something else. Um, so I, I'm a sort of, I think maybe naturally inclined in that direction. So I use that sort of anxious nature, um, for positive benefit. For good. Yes. Yeah. I do think that that's helped. And so if you, if you tend towards that, then rather than sit and worry about it for hours and hours, maybe just knock it out and then. Because I know a lot of my students will be like, well, I was worried, so I didn't know how to get started. So I'm like, try to channel it the other direction. Yeah, so, I was worried, so I got started? Yeah, 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 right. That way I could redo it if I needed to. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Plan planning ahead. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did have some blow-off classes, like in my senior year. Um, I had to take an English class. I took drama for the first time. Uh, I was an office aide for like two or three hours of the day. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, you know, just doing different, because I didn't need the stuff. And I came from a really small school, and they didn't always have those college prep classes available. I probably could have taken calculus. I did not. But I knew I was, actually, the reason why I didn't is because I'd already taken college algebra, and I knew that was the only math class I was going to need for my English degree. Hmm. So I wasn't going to waste I can't really time. fault that. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. The episode's over. No. Yeah, yeah it's done. So done. get a job and so, it'll be fine. Uh, like, so I, I had, I don't even remember what I took anymore at the last year of high school. But yeah, as, uh, like I was in band and jazz band, and I don't even remember what else anymore. What, what instrument did you play? Trombone. Oh, okay. I didn't know. You're both mm -hmm. in the brass section. That's true. Okay. Drew, of course, played trumpet. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, we can refer to links in the description for all of the episodes where I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I think almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back and listen to the entire catalog. Yeah. Um, you know, I went into my first semester, and actually at Case, they have what they call freshman forgiveness, that in the first semester mm -hmm. at least, 
if you like fail a class, they just wipe it off the record. That's a awesome. singular class. I'm not sure how many. Because you only got one wiped. I only wiped one. <laughs> I, sh I mean, I I should have withdrawn from the class. Yeah. Uh, or should have yeah, just gone did. to class, but I right. but because I knew I had freshman forgiveness, so I was like whatever, and I was. It was not a good move. I was like, I just stopped showing up. I don't even need to notify the professor because it'll just be given freshman forgiven. And I was, yeah. Those are the mis those are the types of mistakes that we want to, you know, eradicate with this podcast. Is that kind of like <laughs> non knowledge of what what those things are exactly for? And you know, I, I did not by design, but I always had an extra class signed up. For. I signed up for more than full time credits mm -hmm. every semester, and I always ended up, except for my last year, uh, dropping one class every semester. So that was not by design, but it worked out to where I was like overloaded, skipping classes and was able to drop them before the deadline, get a little money back and not fail. And yeah. Just well, by coincidence. Yeah. So, so like, it's not I, necessarily selling plan. Well, and, and maybe Drew, you can help me out here. Like how, how reasonable is that kind of a plan for like a high school student in high school? Like, get overextended I mean, but not it's probably not coursework wise right unless you have like zeroth hour or something <laughs> extracurriculars is probably where it's probably is. extracurriculars where where you're going to get overextended well so i know now i don't it was different when you and i were in high school True. And I, I think the emphasis on ap testing and whatever was was different i know that there are high school students now that are trying to schedule themselves six ap classes uh. which is which seems um, silly. Yeah. Silly? You know, silly to me. And then you could do, I guess there's other people that do like a college dual enrollment program where they mm -hmm. come out with an associate's degree level of right. credits. And I think in a lot of occasions that's smart. If I were trying to do college prep for a hard science physics degree, I don't think I would do dual enrollment classes. I would, I would. Not, do I mean, I might do some physics knowing that it wouldn't, it was just going to prepare me. I would, it wouldn't actually count towards my major. You know, it's, right. it's actually, just, yeah. for me, the I, AP I classes in, like, micro, macro and something else, yeah. I forget much, were actually much more useful to me as a physics major because it just got me I out mean, of those gen eds. It, it's so difficult because it's like, it's like mapping the Amazon uh, after you've been there. Like, for me to say all of these plans, I've already seen the, the battlefield. It's, as a 12th grader or an 11th grader trying to make your five-year plan, there's no, no way yeah. you would know, like, oh, well, I'll do dual enrollment. It seems like a great idea. I mean, it uh, does. I mean, as we've, I think we've spoken in, on this podcast before, you know, as an instructor who has, you know, had students who've come in for, with dual enrollment for physics or AP physics, I actually prefer them to come in with AP. I trust that much more. This is beside the point. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like I had, I had, I had, set up some expectations and some habits and so like this is the way my life works and spend a little too much time having fun <laughs> my first my first semester i mean it, it all turned out okay but it could have been smoother yeah no yeah. well i think so you were i, I want to get myself back on track you were talking about overextended in high school i think yes that like you can have too many high level courses and you know be on varsity on the sports team where nowadays the sports teams again it's different than 20 years ago the sports teams are saying if you're going to do varsity um let's just pick badminton i don't know you can't 
they won't let you, or they, it's not that they won't let you, but they will very heavily ask you to select. I'm doing uh, varsity badminton and not the other sport. And uh, you used to see kids coming out of high school with three letters, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. basketball, football, baseball, or, you know, tennis, whatever, whatever. And now it's like it's single sport and they're doing the high school team. They're doing the travel team for the city. They're where they go into Reno every every two weeks and they're going to this place and that place and nationals. And now, hey, I'm going to be out of town to St. Louis. And, and which is cool, but yeah. at the same time, like they're talk about time spent and, and overextended. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, in, in high school, if things aren't happening, is it true that like the extracurriculars are the ones that kind of have to get pulled back? Because you can't drop a, I mean, you can't drop a class. I don't think. Well, I don't. You know, I was, the, I was never in that the, position. Yeah, there. You know, there are credits that are required and credits that are less required. <laughs> you do have to have two hundred and twenty, and there's certain numbers of you know, three math classes and and four English and whatever. So you can. When we have seniors who are struggling, we do, you know, change the schedule around to where they're able to pass and get mm-hmm. credits to, to complete. Um, if you ask a, a student athlete and their parents, hey, you know, it's struggling for you right now in this in these high level math three, math four, um, can we cut back on the sports? A lot of times the answer is, you know, no. This is uh, this is my focus because I want to take this to college. I want to mm, do right. volleyball in college. I want to do track in college um and this is their their funding plan for college not all the time right right uh so toning down the academics and toning down the sports neither one is an option and we have to somehow find a way outside of those minutes to be good at academics while maintaining sports Mm. yeah that's that's tough that's super tough Uh, no i again I, i for the the listeners, I, I guess I want to say like that. Maybe that's not typical. That's uh, a handful of uh, of the kind of top athletes that I'm I'm thinking of. But that that's happened every semester, every year, even with my students in special education who were um, who were athletes. Like we're having the same discussions with mom and dad every semester and every quarter about how do we maintain these grades? How do, are we coming to tutoring? Are you coming to lunchtime tutoring? Well, no, I gotta go. I still have to go hang with my friends. Well, you got to make decisions here. <laughs> right. You have to graduate. Yeah. So you come into the same thing if you're if you're doing that sort of thing in high school, you're likely to be doing the same sort of thing in college. And I mean, there was a sort of myth uh, that I'm not sure how true it was. And it, uh, when we were going to college, that you know, if you're like a big shot athlete or you're on a, a team of, uh, for a big school, like in a big conference. They'll tutor you and like they'll basically force you th- to pass through all your classes so you can play. That is not something I think you should count on, because if you're if you're like redshirting, you know, uh, on the on the team, like you're not a star player. And I'm not sure how much effort they're going to to do. And you know, as I say, as a faculty member, I mean, our coaches, our coaching staff are great here and they're fantastic and if I have a student who's doing poorly and I go to the coach and say coach you know students uh, not showing up to class or doing poorly like they will come down on them like a ton of bricks uh, and I've never had a coach anywhere that I've worked come up to me and say you got to go easy on a student if they did 
I would march them straight out of my office down the hall to the to my boss and be like, we need to have a conversation. You know, even if I'm on tenure, that is, there's nobody in in the school who can tell me that. Not even my boss can tell me that. They can say I need to be respectful and try to be flexible for students when they have travel and do things, stuff like that. Awesome, great. You know, look, have the travel schedule ahead of time. Let's work something out ahead of time. But like, yeah. I and, and I, I, you yeah. know, hey, I don't want it to sound like we're you know bagging on sports. I think that no. same conflict of time happens with with band or with mm-hmm. dance class or with hey, our school doesn't have an orchestra, so I'm in the I'm in the community orchestra program and it travels. Yeah, well, you I'll, could say time commitment and and any like robot club is not offered at my school, so I'm over at the private club with robots and it takes all this time so you could it's easy to it's easy to get on the current bandwagon of you know sports hate especially college level yeah well i mean i said Um, as i said that's not what we're it was it was a sort of a sort of an urban myth that i don't think is true and i will say that you know some of all some of my best students and many of my best students actually are on a team like they really get themselves organized they have study halls they have to be there to work on the stuff like but they've developed those skills probably in high school about having to micromanage their stuff because they know practice study hall right you know I need to be in bed by this time because I have two a days and we're starting at 5 a.m. and then I need to so they are slotting those things in the good the really stellar students right. um, and the ones who haven't picked that up they're forced to start to pick it up when they come in because the yeah. coach is like, you will be in study hall, you know, and they'll follow up with them. Like, how are you doing? You know, are you having trouble? And so it's uh, that, that structure, like, you know, Melody, like in high school, you mm-hmm. had to learn that structure, you know, and I didn't, you know. But, you know, these our student athletes really do have to learn that structure because their team is there uh, Well, a lot of it. them, that's how they're paying for school. Yeah. So right. yeah, a lot of our athletes are on scholarship. Go. That's an external, you know, structure that's put on. And same thing if you're in the marching band and you're able to go to college yeah. in the marching band uh, a week early or whatever, and get that built-in team. That's like, hey, how are you doing in this class? Like, I didn't see you practice. What's up? And check up on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a real big part of that success. I think it wasn't in anything in college. It gives you a lot of time to do the work you're supposed to do, or goof off. Is yeah, in my case. I don't know, but I didn't have like you know like like a sports team or the band or whatever like that community that he's talking about. So you kind of have to either create that with your group of friends, or you have to be really like self-sustaining. Yeah, you have to go dig it out. And and when I changed my major um, from music, and I was no longer in the the music school as frequently, like maybe one or two classes. I had to go find the study group in the library, and that was a that actually was a real challenge. Even my third year, uh, or fourth year, I guess, going in and and um, just I didn't I didn't know all of these. Hey guys, <laughs> I've never met you before. Can I be in your group? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's... exactly. I, I had to literally go to the message board, the old you know, pegboard, and find the paper mm. that said uh, you know study group on Wednesdays at the library, and go walk into the to the you know they had uh, what do you call scheduled a room at the library right a study and room. i had to tap on the door and say hey i want to join the group for this class I, yeah. it's easier now it's got to be easier now right maybe i mean i think that's always nerve-wracking and something that you're not like yeah i want to do this is like i don't know anybody it doesn't matter how old you are being all like hey people i don't know 
you know, who obviously seem to already get together and have like a whole relationship yeah. between all of you is like, I, I, I want to and must insert myself in here and I hope this works out. They were nice to you though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. All right, I just want to reiterate that like most of the time if you go and ask to join a study group, people are gonna be like, cool, yeah, come on in. I mean, and absolutely, especially if you're there to like actually study. Yeah, don't be there to not study, that's not cool. Yeah, it may not be so friendly. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was that sort of was coming up for me is that, and I tell my students this, my advisees or students in my class in general, because I just tell them things. Um, like when when you're in college, it's it's not a it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Like I want them to, to develop a lot of these habits that aren't going to just get them through the semester, but get them you know farther on because. Uh, because in the similar way, Drew, you say, like, the habits you develop are, are sort of reinforcing in your senior year of high school are the ones you take into college. Well, the habits you develop and reinforce in college are the ones you take into your, your working life. And if you're just always working all the time and just overextended, you're going to take that into your working life. And that's yeah. not going to go well. So I've been doing the wrong thing since like junior year of high school. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, your whole life is a joke. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did have some friends in, in college who, who took that kind of approach to, to scheduling. And they were like, well, I'm going to put 18 credits on the, on the list this semester so I can get done uh, a year early. I'm going to do 18 units, uh, you know, 12 was the regular course load. It's different in California. They, they do different units out here than the course hours I did it in Michigan. But mm -hmm. same thing, like overload so that you can get done early. Well, is that good? If you can handle the workload, I couldn't handle that level. Of, you know, right. I tried to take 16 and couldn't do it. So, Yeah, I, well, and, and part of that is to not just say, like, when you go to college, try to pace yourself, but your, your move, transition from high school to college, we depict this in our culture as like a hard stop and a fresh start, mm -hmm. which in many ways it is, uh, because like prom and graduation is like wherever high, where every high school movie ends, right? Like life over, high school done, you know, new life starts. But it's not, that's not true. Like this, this is an arbitrary ending and beginning that we have instituted just you know, within our country and within you know, other places that have high schools and colleges. Um, you are continuing. <laughs> your, your habits in, and the way you work are going right. to transition. Okay, so that's where, I, that's where, sorry to cut you off again. No, go ahead. That's where I started my thought processes was in high school and I'm making decisions like I'm going to push that till next week or I don't need to do this assignment because I've got an A in the class and that decision making and at the same time I'm looking at it as a senior in maybe spring saying well I'm going to be in college next year and that's real life mm -hmm. and I'm going to kick it off with fresh start yeah, you know I'll be graduation. Yeah. yeah like my yeah. diet's going to start on Monday it's no, going to be not. awesome <laughs> I'm going to start working out I'm gonna look amazing for summer anyway and that magical like for me that was magical thinking yeah to, to think that this is gonna change at graduation grab the diploma boom beach body here we come and now I'm ready to do no it was it was magical thinking and to start up college uh, and think that my habits would change I mean, to be and so fair. when I 
yeah, when I entered first day of, of class, I'm still feeling tired. I'm still, you know, at 8 a.m. I'm still, I'm still having those same decision-making processes that I just default back to. Yeah. I was going to say, to be fair, Drew, after we graduated, we probably did go to the beach. Yes, yeah, it's, it's true. It was like Michigan, so it's not yeah. quite as... Uh... I was like, the, we're, the beach bodies, come on. So like Michigan Beach bodies, a little oh, bit more okay. insulation. It's not California Beach bodies. Yeah, we're still wearing we're still wearing mittens. <laughs> I use the the race thing too. I don't say a marathon. I usually say an endurance race because mm, an ultra marathon. Um, yeah, well, I just feel like that that's what it is because there'll be lots of students who are very smart and very bright and have the chops to be there, but they're sprinting or they're, maybe they're not even running at all. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but those who keep going, who adapt and keep running are the ones who finish the race and win the diploma or whatever to extend right. that. I mean, it, I, yeah, I've had students who were taking, so uh, 12 credit hours is fully enrolled here. Uh, 16 is what you need to sort of basically graduate on time. 18 is our cap for like you can go ahead and enroll with this and when and no one's gonna like say anything past 18 you need both your advisors and the vpaa's signature that's not true you only need the vpaa signature if you don't have like a three point something or higher okay yeah sorry sorry. i just anyway (laughs) you know some somebody has to sign something yeah like i have to agree with it and like write down their gpa so for us 18 is like seriously for serious need to think about like what you're getting yourself into is this a good plan yeah yeah Yeah. i've had a student who was taking 21 credit hours oh yeah like you blew straight past that 21 22 um she was first of all sharp as a tack she was a very intelligent very capable student uh she was dying just Dying about mid through the semester, it was like, uh huh, okay. Melting down. <laughs> yeah, falling asleep in my class because she's so exhausted from all the work, just like tanking on the exams, coming into my office, you know, crying about her grades. Like, all I can do is grade what you give me. <laughs> like, I can't magically make your grade better. That's illegal. Right. <laughs> so was she trying to graduate early? Was that one of her, I mean, because I'm, because like in that sense. I don't remember. Like there are like people who do want to sprint through, right? Right. And yeah, so you can sustain that sometimes. Like I took a semester of like 22 credits one time, <laughs> right? Like that is not something that I would want to do mm. for more than one semester because yeah. I know I don't have the personal endurance to do that well. Yeah. It was one of the things where, hey, you need to do this to get this or whatever. Like I yeah. I mean, here's the other here's the other challenge as a as an entering you know a first year um, and leaving twelfth grade is it, we're saying numbers twelve and sixteen and twenty and eighteen and knowing what that workload looks like yeah yeah you know and coming in you're like twelve credits killing it yeah <laughs> like that's know? four classes I've taken six or whatever a day now I have to go down to four yeah. not the yeah, same yeah not the same not the same at all no, it's, yeah it's very, that's, that's please talk to your to your advisors yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that I mean that's the other the, the things like we I, I mean we are trying to sort of prepare students for coming into college and guidance counselors are as well I mean it's not that nobody is trying this but listeners if that's if you're in this position you know talk to your guidance counselors talk to counselor or advisors 
at the college before you like pull the trigger and just jump in because you can get yourself into some trouble that things seem totally fine. Like, I, yeah, I used to take six classes. Four should be a breeze. I could do five. It's like, mm. no, 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 no. <laughs> like these, these classes are a different beast. All right, so I think what I'm hearing is that there's the importance of kind of two or three things. Knowing my, my limitations, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a new thing in this new environment of college, and then um, balance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Of, of being able to balance, like you said, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, or a, not binge and purge level of we're not going to Netflix college by just purging or, or, sorry, binging the entire, I'm going to do all the physics curriculum in one semester mm-hmm. or something like that. Actually, that's just not possible, but okay. No, yeah, that is 100% oh, yeah, impossible. So there's some sequential things built in, and there are right. some things to protect uh, first-year students um, in some ways, because like, you usually can't enroll like in a three or 400-level class, like a junior or senior-level class, because there are prerequisites, and we're like, hey. And then I, as an advisor, I'm pretty careful. I'm like, okay, let's put you in a couple of classes that you like, that you know you're good at, and let's go ahead and throw in a class that you, you're not exactly excited about because we need to get it over with. Let's take a stretch. Right, right. Well, because if you just load it all one semester with happy classes, the next semester is going to be awful. Yeah, it's all sad classes now. Sad, sad classes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and so you're talking about the things to remember, you know, the... the Bob, Bob Ross College. Yeah. That's right. Do you happy. see those classes? They're sad. Let's, let's make some happy classes. Uh, you know, Drew, you said balance and knowing your limits. And, and I think sort of similar to knowing your limits is recognizing that it is you, it is you who, who you are. Who you are right now as a, as a senior in high school or whenever you're graduating high school, you are, this is you who is going to be going to college. Oh. And so recognizing that... Your strengths and weaknesses are those are the ones that are going forward, you know. That, like, just like Drew, like, I had this sort of like magic thinking of like, go to college and it's fresh and beautiful and brand new and things are going to be different. Well, you are a college student, I am a college student, but in but like wrapped up in that is this is this idea (laughs) that somehow I'm going to be at least a little bit a fundamentally different person, and that is not true, right? Yeah, I am. That was a growing change for me to get there, and, and thinking that the diploma is what did it was was uh, naive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think there's some of that, the, the, this sort of thought that I recognize in you know some of my students that I, I articulate as you are not your grade, like they they see their self worth as their grade in a class, but it, but it, but I think that sort of matches with what you're saying, Drew, is that thinking or feeling that it's this external thing that is either the truth or the important thing, right? The diploma is the important thing. The diploma makes me, you know, a graduate, a high school graduate. Technically, yes. But, you know, the thing that makes you a college student is just you, is what you've done, is, is how you got here. And the diploma has nothing to do with that. Then your grade has nothing to do with that. They I, ideally you're you're working well and you're getting support and you're getting you know good grades and you feel good about that. But getting a bad grade doesn't make you a, less of a person. Uh, I've got the I've got the title for this episode. This is the philosophical episode. <laughs> oh, I was gonna recommend like Beachbody. Beachbody. <laughs> yeah, get, get more clicks. You're right. <laughs> I don't know Beachbody college student. <laughs> different podcast, different podcast. Uh, yeah, 
Or it could be like, the, like, yeah, I don't know, like the downfalls of, you know, magical thinking or something. Because really, that's kind of what's going on. And like you're talking about students coming in and thinking, oh, um, like who they are, but that also works against them sometimes because, like, well, I was an A student in high school, and I'm like, right. oh, well, but this is college, <laughs> or I've never gotten anything lower than a B on my writing, and I'm like, well, welcome to the C club, you know, like I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, so some of that trend, like you are who you are, that's true, but you can't always expect. Well, I was like the top student in my high school. That things are different. So while you are still bringing who you are, there has to be flexibility about who you are too. Right. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that fits with Drew. You were saying like know your limits. Right. But it's still, I mean, what that limit means. Like it's it's as if you're you. As if you, your arms are a certain length, you can reach these things around you in your room, and then something comes in and like moves it all around. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff you could reach easily before now is out of reach, and stuff that maybe you couldn't do before now seems super easy. Yeah. It's, it's like it's just it would be very dis, disorienting. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. If the walls have moved out and yes. the ceiling has moved up, and, and yeah, that's a great analogy. So I, I think you know I I've described how how it was for me, and it took however many moments to figure out what was happening. I was probably three years in before I figured out that my senior self should have figured stuff out. And I think I'm certain it was a different experience for other students who, again, they took their skills from senior year and maybe they had way better skills and then had a great, you know, first year of college was not as much of a struggle for them as it was for me. I was working every day and I felt like I was dying. But it was good. I mean, I came out the end and said, I have grown and this is different and I'm a different person. Now I'm a different person yeah, right. after, after you know, year one and year two, uh, uh, just struggling every day and felt like I was uh, tearing my hair out. Yeah, I, I, In a positive way, I, I loved what I was doing. I don't want to make it sound like I just fought through a depressed year. It was, uh, it was a struggle as far as the level of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I had a similar experience in that, you know, I went to, I, I would say that it was my, it wasn't until my third year that I figured out how to college, which is, you say, right. is like learning what the differences are and how I need to operate differently. But those first two Do years, have, sorry, go ahead. Were there, pod, were there podcasts back then that I could have listened to? That would have been no. no, I don't think so. I mean. Did, Audiobooks. <laughs> You could oh, no, right. books on, on tape. tape. Sorry, yes, books on tape. <laughs> Maybe a CD if you were cool. Yeah. There were definitely CDs. There were definitely CDs, and they were expensive in terms of buying That's like true. five CDs for a book or something. Oh, but yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry, off track. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. But you know, during those first two years, yeah, it was like I was working. I had to work hard, you know, and sometimes I worked hard, and like in freshman composition, I worked hard and got a C. Happens. It happens. I'm I'm a member of the C club. Yeah. Welcomes. I am too. Actually, yeah. you know, I have a C on my transcript. It's not that big a deal. Not in English. But. I mean, well, I don't have a C in physics, so <laughs> well, there we go. Fair. Um, but as you say, like you go to class and you're working hard. And you, I, I was working hard in the wrong at the wrong times in the wrong ways, mm-hmm. but I was still doing my best. And then I would go and spend a lot of time with my friends. Like I would. Like, it's, it's not quite a binge and purge sort of a thing, but I would work and get stressed out and be like, 
I'm gonna hang out in the in the quad. I'm gonna play video games with my friends, or we're just gonna like, as we talked about a, a few episodes ago, just like watch the parking lot because, <laughs> because that's the. And, but you know, spend time with these other people who are going through this thing with mm-hmm. me, and yeah, if I, if I focus on all the things I did wrong, it sounds like a horrible two years. But it but it wasn't. It was it was a it was a fun two years. I mean, all four of them were fun, but you know. Well, you know, it, it's the same. Some of those lessons are important to learn, and you can't. Somebody else can't learn them for you of, right. of deciding time. and You have to spend time with friends, but how much time and yeah. which time? Yeah, and that's that's, that's, that's the thing. That yeah. Somebody can't learn for you. Like mom can't call up or, or, you know, Dr. Hyland's podcast can't just tell you how to spend your, your time best. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, would be, it would be nice. But. It would be nice. Well, and that's a skill. You just have to learn it. Yeah, you have to try. Yeah, and and for the first like year or in my memory, it's just like I just did it the way I did it. Right. You know, which was probably a little late. Yeah, I I think I don't remember if I shared this on on this podcast or not. My I'm thinking of uh, my trumpet professor who I showed up and played my lesson, played my solo, missed a bunch of notes. Did I tell the story already? I don't know. Do it again. Anyway, anyway. I missed a bunch of notes. He said, well, how, how much did you practice? And I said, well, I practice every day but Sunday, which is a fudge answer, right? Yeah. This is, a, this is a made-up answer, right? How much did you practice? Oh, I practiced every day except for Sunday, which, you know, because who's going to argue with me taking Sunday off? And then he, he asked the real question, which was, okay, well, how much did you practice every day but Sunday, Right. How many minutes did you play this piece? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> right, and it's like, well, I, I, I took the piece out and put it in front of me every day, probably for 15 or 20 or maybe an hour, and he said, well, whatever you did, it wasn't enough. Mm. And so that's freshman me, first year me, getting the lesson from the doctor. That's, mm-hmm. you know, the Dr. Jones. Of, Dr. Jones. And um, he's still there. And, <laughs> awesome. You know, Welcome to life, because okay. that was not adequate. That was not an A-level performance. Uh, you know, if I was performing that piece, nobody would pay ticket money to watch me play that messed up notes. And, and to pretend, again with the magical thinking, to pretend that, quote, every day but Sunday, close quote, was adequate time, I was lying to him and to myself. And yeah. he didn't, you know, he saw through it because using the rear view mirror looking at the yeah. struggle. <laughs> well, I have students say that often. Oh, I worked really hard on this. And I'm like, well, sometimes you can work really hard on something and still miss the mark. And that's that sounds harsh, but it's I mean, true. It's and true. that's a lesson we all have to I mean, to I've done too. that. Yeah. No, I've, I've done that than, in school. I've done that in my professional oh my God, life so where times. I've worked hard and missed the mark. Yeah. And it, it is not comfortable. I it do sucks. not want to be reminded of that. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not feeling good about myself. No. But but you know, like it's I like a, a lesson we need to learn. Yes, you do. So we'll wrap this up real quick. So the you who who is graduating high school is the you who is going to college. Yeah. The lim- like w- your limits will shift because not because you are shifting, but because the world around you is shifting. Yes. It's all right. Try to find some balance. Everybody has to stretch. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, prepare for the race that is a long, enduring one. Yeah. Um, and think about how that might work. Yeah. If the level of work that you are doing, if, if you're like, if I, I told you you have to do this for the next 10 years, if you're like, oh, God, you would need to change something. Yeah. 
right. All right. Uh, if you have a question for me, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D. Or a longer message, feedback, whatever, on email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. Uh, all right. See everybody next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Always so far behind.